2: It's almost Valentine's Day and the perfect gift for the man in your life? Come on, you know we're going to say the perfect jean. From skinny to athletic fit jeans, v-neck shirts, hoodies, even jean shorts since February in Miami is a chilly 80 degrees. Maybe your man prefers options for his Valentine's gift. The perfect jeans got you covered with gift cards from $50 to $250. Who says you can't buy love? Getting. And as always, using promo code. Biddle20 at theperfectgene.nyc gets you 20% off your first order, excluding gift card orders. That's right. Biddle20 gets you 20% off all their items. So this Valentine's Day, tell the man you love to fuck his khakis and get his gift from the perfect gene. And don't forget, use code Biddle20 for 20% off your order.
3: This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season, Season 6 of, of Biddle Let Me Tell, tell You.
2: you. Him. Oh,
3: who do you think I am? Don't you know that he was my man? Well, and I chose to let him go. And, uh, nah, 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 nah.
2: I know who you think you are some kind of superstar. You have got to move it, shake it, and start the podcast for 2023. Oh, man, I <laughs> fell right into that one.
3: I I thought we were going, I I knew we were going somewhere, I just didn't think we were going there. That's what happens when we don't record for over a month. For a month and a half. For a month and change, I can't believe that. Yeah, I know, so welcome everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome.
2: Our first episode of 2023. It's crazy to say that. Our season 6 premiere. Our season season 6. I want to say I don't know how I feel about that, but I do know how I feel about that, I feel great about that. Oh, well, I feel great about it too, but it, you you know, it's
3: funny that the beginning of the season is, is of our podcast season, it, you know, coincides with the beginning of the calendar year. Right. So, you know, I always think like, I, I always think about it in that way. It's like, okay, we have, that's fair. we have our summer sessions, and you know, we have like our, our, um, fall, you know? Um, so like, that's what I think of now. Now I think the same way that I think March, we think. Through a five-day? No. Also, well, really? When you think of March, what what do you think that's iconic that's in March? St. Patrick's Day? The fair? Oh, the fair. (laughs) I was thinking holidays. Sorry. The fair is a holiday. No, the fair is is a lifestyle. Well, that is true. Now when I think January, I think, oh, New Year's, Rose Parade, all that bullshit. You know, 1099s, <laughs> W-2s, and but Let Me Tell You premiering. That's true. You know, That's,
2: I love that our premiere in W-2s.
3: Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Now's when you get your W-2s, your 1099s, and you start seeing H&R Block commercials. <laughs> That's true. It's all of those tax preparers. So welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We missed you guys. We did. Um, we are back. Season six. Uh. What episode is this? Two hundred thirty-five. Two thirty-five. Two hundred and thirty-five. It's uh, a nice round number to start. Yeah, with. yeah. Five is an odd number, but it feels even.
2: It, it's it's a round number. It in is. a weird way. It's oval. Yes. It's oval. <laughs> it's oval. <laughs> well, it's not round. <laughs> I'm going to say it from now on. I'm be like, even, that's a nice oval number. An,
3: an oval. A perfect oval.
2: Right. 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 Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. I love that meme
3: that went around of uh, the egg dealers. Yes. So we have a lot to talk about. You know, we've been gone for a long time. Yes. If yes, you yes. are listening to us now, thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you for... The support for being with us, and if you're new, welcome, welcome. Um, but but you know, thank you for for this ride that we are on our sixth season. I, I know that you know if you're a faithful listener, we say this all the time, and we sound like a broken record. But when we really started the podcast back in 2018, we were we really thought that we we're like, well,
2: ten episodes max.
3: Yeah, you know, <laughs> then we could say, oh well, it could be like a story, right? Right. Like, oh, you know, remember the time we had a podcast right. that we. tried Podcasting, you know, we were pretty sure we were going to get 20 listens in our first um Uh, week, week, and then that was going to be our peak. We were going to peak at 20, yes, talk about round numbers and go down from there, (laughs) and then you know, got none, and then you know, we've developed a, a great you know, um, global 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 listenership family. and and we love everybody that listens to us yes. thank you so much so thank you thank you thank you this is gonna be an awesome season uh it's gonna be a great year for everybody yes, let's be positive that you know a lot of yes. things going on but it's gonna be a I great know. year for for everybody so thank you so much for having us back in your radios in your cars and your commute to work in your life in your life yes. la
2: la. casa, yes. <laughs> sacando la, well sacando la basura, I don't know about that Our well, episodes I mean, are too, you like too long. you know but if you're listening while you do it like you Right. You, you, know, you towel like, you know, it's towels. funny that now in the age of AirPods, you know, mm-hmm. um,
3: I mean, because obviously there's always been earphones, and, right. you know, and even before the AirPods that were wireless, they were still pretty discreet. But now in the age of AirPods, like, you know, you could go everywhere. You could go to the doctor's office and have them on and nobody knows. I have. Oh, OK. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I see people shopping in public. So I'm like, imagine if they're listening to Pero Let Me Tell You while <laughs> they shop.
2: We should do a whole thing where we just randomly go up to people with earpods and ask, what are you listening to? What are you to? listening to? Yes. What are
3: you listening to? That reminds me of something I want to talk about um, that I saw over the break, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, before we start our regular
2: programming, we have to thank Gawi. Yes. Oh, my God.
0: It's, I, I, uh,
2: I love you. I love you yeah you know thank you so much kawi thank you so much alex uh and the whole kawi family for I, I, letting I, us again we've said this already several times on insta but for letting us play at the factory I, we, and, and doing the whole so the
3: whole laverne and shirley thing that you know many of you probably Which if you haven't saw, seen it go to instagram go to instagram or tiktok or the whole laverne laverne Vernon shirley thing i kind of it was one of those things that like i was like for for a long time, I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if we went to the Hopiña factory and, like, redid the Laverne and Shirley intro? And it was one of those things that you think about, but it's, like, it's never going to happen. Right. And then, you know, after we met Alex and he was so awesome, I was thinking, like, okay – now well, we're never, okay, maybe he'll give us a tour of the factory, but there's no way that they're going to let us go into a working factory and shoot all this stuff like and do all these <laughs> yeah. hijinks. Yeah. I mean, we were riding in a freaking forklift, <laughs> so you know, fun. and, and, and I'm, I'm, there's no way they're going to let us do that. I mean. And not only did we do it, but Alex was like encouraging. He's like, come on, let's get the forklift. And I'm like, okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, do you want to swim in the Hopinia? Like, you know, but
3: you know, but I loved, I loved that we were able to do that. Not only because it was fun and we got to do the whole Lover and Shirley thing, but you know, again, it was something that we taught, we sort of mentioned this you know two f- five seasons ago and you know it goes to show when you put things out there in the universe yeah. a lot of times they can't, they come it, and it
2: tends to happen a lot for us
3: yes yes so thank you thank you so much to yeah. to Alex to all of kaui for having us over it, it was really
2: an honor and a pleasure and and i hope that you all enjoyed the little yep. you and, you're gonna, and you're going and you're going to love the interview we did with him as well it's going to be airing in a couple of weeks yeah. um as part of our you know our hangyando episodes as as you guys are familiar with now um it's, it was it's, great it was it's, great it's funny because I I was showing it to my aunt the other day, our intro, Mm -hmm.
3: and she's like, "¿Y por qué ustedes empezaron con sana sana culito de rana? Go bueno porque en original digo schlamino schlamano. I mean, (laughs) and that doesn't translate. That doesn't. That That doesn't translate. I mean, no. Imagine if. I can't even say it right. You I know? think it's Yiddish. It is Yiddish. Okay. And then Hafen. Hassan Pfeffer Incorporated. Right, I don't even know how to say it. Like, I was like, we're going to have to do like 20 takes. So obviously, we did something that was a little bit more, yes. you know, pertaining to us.
2: But yeah. but again, thank you so much for hooping. Yeah. So, you know what was. So- I think next season, by the way, for our teaser, we should do the intro to Dos Mujeres Un Camino. Oh my God. And you know, you have to be Laura Leon. I'm not doing no Laura Leon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see from here to next year what happens
3: um, listeners uh, no what i was gonna say is so when i went home after we shot the video and i went home and you know i, I was speaking to my parents and i was telling them how excited about it you know my dad asked me which i thought this was really interesting because alex you know was talking to us about that my dad's like We've got a
2: bunch of people actually asking yeah. about that, um, and my dad was like, a mí yeah. Kaui
3: me gusta más que el spray.
2: <laughs> Well, yeah, a lot of people have been asking about that on, on Insta and on TikTok. They're like, "Oh my god, I haven't had Kaui in in years," and you know, it, it's just funny that you know a brand that that you and I aren't necessarily as familiar with as we are with you know with with Hopinga Mateba. Still has that love, yeah. You know, and and we do touch on that in the interview. So I mean, I don't want to give too much away, right. but it's it's definitely something that that again, just to show you how long this brand has been around, mm-hmm. right? And it just lives in in our collective hearts right. and memories, right?
3: Um, So yeah, that that was awesome. So, well, moving into our
2: regularly scheduled programming. Wait, really quick. Today's Friday. Unseen creatures will be there until they close with Pampoyo. All right. I was about to think, is there anything that we're plugging? Because, you know, it, 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 we're always it, plugging the yeah, chicken. Yeah. So,
3: so this past week, we had, well, I was going to say in a bit of an emergency. No, we had a full blown emergency with my dad, which I, you know what yeah. I thought was really Alanis Morrison, uh, our ironic Speaking moment. Of the um, that on fr- last Friday, we had a pop-up. Yeah. We had a pop-up. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know, we had finished the pop-up. We had come back. We had put all the stuff away. I, I had like just left your house. I, you had just left my house. I had cleaned some stuff, yeah, yeah. uh, to leave soaking overnight. I, I go up, upstairs. I turn on the shower. Yeah. You were decompressing. I turn on the shower, obviously to take a shower <laughs> and. It was like twelve fifteen and I see my uncle call. And I'm like, Well, somebody's in the hospital. <laughs> like <laughs> why else is he calling you right? at midnight? I was like, no, yeah, somebody yeah. is in yeah, the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so obviously it was my dad. So my dad was in the hospital. He had like a, a sudden um uptick in his blood pressure. Actually it was, yeah, for, it was it went to like over two hundred and forty. Um it, it was bad. So This is a very Miami story that, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're obviously from Miami, you would appreciate it. So, because he was having, um, a, a, you know, an emergency, like his blood pressure was 241 over 119. Like it was crazy. It was crazy. And he was throwing up. It it was bad. Um, the rescue came to my parents' house and they were like, okay, we have to take him to Kendall. And my mom's like, "I'm no. Okay. So. A little background for those so, of you like
2: our Australia listeners, so, yeah. So,
3: Kendall <laughs> Regional Hospital is a hospital that is here in Miami, which actually is the closest hospital to my parents' It's house. maybe like six blocks. But for some reason, that hospital has a bad reputation. Yes. Mind you, it's one of these things that even if the hospital actually is a great hospital it has a rep as a mata viejo yes and yeah. then it, it's one of these things that like it, that's just the reputation it has even though it's a great hospital it has a, a it, right. it's, it has it's and one it of the may few ha, it may have been that years it, and years it's and years one ago, of the few trauma centers yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in miami yeah. but that's just the reputation that it has so my mom's like no la mi no mind me they still call it amikendal it hasn't been amikendal in like 30 years what is it called now well it was I, call it, it, I call it Kendall Regional. It was I, I mean That it was Kendall Regional forever for a long time. Now it's HS, HCA or something. I will never call it right. that. So anyway, so because no, but Baptist. no ma'am, we can't go to Baptist. It doesn't get too much. Right, right. So we go to Kendall. So whatever. You know, the doctors were great. Everybody, the staff was great. It was it was very professional. I only have good things to say about the medical staff there. Um so he finally got admitted. And which, you know, adm- getting admitted in any hospital, like, I think you could go walking to China and back. Like, will- yeah, so okay. He went in an ambulance. <laughs> he will take less time than getting admitted to hospital. So he gets admitted to the hospital to, to a room after being in the emergency room several hours. And, you know, we're there and. You know, obviously, you're very tense. You're very nervous. You know, you're very. You By know, this concerned. point, it's like two in the morning. No, 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 no. This was like at eight in the morning because he went in like at twelve thirty, but and he was in the emergency room. They had to stabilize oh. him um, so that once he was stable, then they could give him an okay. admitted. And so you're beyond exhausted. Uh, no, yeah, I don't even know. I was right. like hallucinating like okay. when we drove up to New York. So <laughs> excuse me. So here was like eight thirty in the morning. We had all been up like. I don't know, fifty hours. I still smelled like chicken, you know, <laughs> from <laughs> and you know, whatever. My phone was down to like two percent. You know, it was one of those moments, and I loved, I loved that. Then you know, like the the maid comes in, you know, like the one who does like the maid, the, the janitorial stuff, right. Um, and my mom's like, ay, ¿usted me puede traer un juguito? And she's like, ma'am, señora, yo no soy quien traigo los jugos. <laughs> she was like superhuman. And She's like, like, how dare you? And then I see her in the hallway, and she was, it was like one expletive over another, over another. ¿Por qué no? Porque todas estas son unas vagas y tienen, tú sabes, I'm not going to say it here. Right. ¿Tienen, la tienen tú sabes, grande. La tienen grande. las ahí
2: echándose fresco. Like super, like if she was in a solán, en el... a <laughs> You know, so what you're saying is that this was her part-time and the other part-time was at the bakery. So, <laughs> so then, t- and she was a janitorial staff. A few minutes or
3: sometime later, the, the nurse, the nurse, was talking to somebody on the phone full blast and expletive after expletive. And I was like, I was looking at this and I was like, on the one hand, this is super unprofessional. Right. And right, if right, I were right. to complain about this, they could potentially get fired. Because it was like one curse word after another after another. They were extremely inappropriate. That is a hospital. Right. You do not speak
2: that way. You have to have a certain decorum. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm like, you know what? Chumeria's comforting. <laughs> That's the next shirt, ladies and gentlemen. Chumeria's comforting. It
3: is. Chumeria's comforting. And you know what? It's, my mom and I kept we're looking at each other while all this
2: was happening. Is this really happening?
3: Yes. And you know, my, you know my mom and the look, That's right? That's true. My mom's look. So, listeners, my mom has that typical señora, like, you know, guana hmm. that will look you up and down, you know, very, very judgmental way. And we were looking at each other. And, you know, for that amount of time, we weren't thinking about it. Right. right and we're like this is so comforting i feel warm now <laughs> like you know it's like our people being Chuma, like too many comforting you know what i mean it's yeah. like, it, No, no th- th-
2: there's a, it, it, i don't know that i would have felt that way necessarily in that instance but if i would have been like in another state and that would have mm-hmm. been happening i would have been like Oh, I'm home. <laughs> yes.
3: But that's because, you know, obviously a, a hospital is such a, no pun intended, sterile environment. Right, right, right. I, very quiet. Very, yes. And you know, you're, peaceful, you know, again, right. and you're so professional. So tense, it's a professional. So, yeah. you know, um, again, that is a nice break in the sterile monotony. <laughs> that you know this woman was calling out half of the hospital for being lazy a you know como. screaming out no, la and i'm like oh my god this isn't a hospital in the united states like, <laughs> but somehow i love this like somehow i love this and i love it right now so you know <laughs> it, it, it it helped it helped you through we my mom and i were cracking up and it's so funny because my dad at that time, we thought my dad was sleeping, and then later, so like, how he was like, no, because he was knocked out. Oh. And he was like, <laughs> esas mujeres estaban diciendo esas cosas. Esa sang- sang esa. I'm like, they sure were.
2: <laughs> Your dad thought he was like hallucinating They sure the were. drugs.
3: <laughs> they sure were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, thankfully, my dad's okay. That's um, good. That's good. He had I'm a glad. really bad case of vertigo. I didn't know vertigo could fuck you up like that. Is that what it was? That's what it was, yeah. Does he have vertigo like? No, does his first bout, yes? I thought vertigo, that he knows. Of. I thought vertigo was un mareito. <laughs> say, oh, like I, <laughs> I mean, not that I knew anything of vertigo, let's be honest, but I didn't know I could do that to your blood pressure. Yes, it can because your body in such disarray and you're in, your body goes into such shock and anxiety, and that your blood pressure goes up like your body and, tries to and, recalibrate. And it, was, it was weird because. My dad, you know, has always had a, an issue with hypertension, but never... Like that, yeah. 241 over 119. See, no, 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 no. I didn't even know blood pressure can go up to 241. I don't know. I thought it stopped at 190. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, it's 191. He's dead. Yeah. Like... <laughs> you, I don't know. I just thought it went up to 190. Because you never really hear people over 190, right? It, it's always like, tengo la presión en 182 por 90. Ay, que alta. <laughs> <laughs> ya más recu- Right? But not oh,
2: 241
3: over 119.
2: That,
0: that's crazy. Um,
3: um, but uh n- no um they they were doing a bunch of tests on him like cardiac wise and right. thank god they were well but then so they weren't sure what it was but then you know when he got he was seen by his cardiologist and they did an MRI and all this stuff, they're like, We're pretty sure it's vertigo. And I was like, Whoa, vertigo you up wow. like wow, who knew? Be so
2: yeah. So where did you come from today? <laughs> so I came from, uh, you know, we're recording this on Fake Friday. Um, History Miami, you know, we've been exhibited there already. Um, they, oh oh, yeah. oh yes, where they have, our- <laughs> you know, we've been exhibited at yeah. History Miami. Um, so they are currently having an exhibit celebrating um, 50 years of Willie Chirino's music career, which is one of those things where you, when you hear 50 years, you're like, well, that makes sense, but you don't realize it's been 50 years. You know what I mean? Like because he's just always kind of been there mm-hmm. you know for for our for our lives um as i say if your mother didn't listen to the Oxygeno album while she was cleaning on a saturday mm-hmm. morning are you even a cuban from westchester medias negra thank you yes mm-hmm. you know don't touch the banana you know la noche perfecta. Tengo vida colgando de un hilito. right icon so they have an exhibit um tonight they had a a opening party uh, in his honor and it was really 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 lovely um they have a whole exhibit with his his awards his suits which we'll be posting um he spoke you know he sang one song with this um with this singing group called cafe con leche mm-hmm. uh, made up of kids from the um frost music school mm-hmm. um but the best part was that i got to take my mother mm-hmm. Now, my mother will sit here and tell you that she remembers cuando Willy Chirino, antes de ser Willy Chirino, si yo iba a a las tambolas cuando tocaba Willy Chirino ahí en el hipódromo, you know, or whatever, this and that. With all that said, there did come a moment where I thought maybe my mother was going to get arrested.
0: (laughs) Was
3: she
2: fangirling all over Willy Chirino? My mother... I have pictures. I have a video where my mother's essentially video bombing. Woody Chino's there singing with like some like this <laughs> this this like rapper guy, this other girl or whatever, and my mother's like kind of next to him, like coming out like from the corner, you know, trying to get a picture. My mother tried to get like seven pictures with him one on one. It didn't work out. So all of my mother's pictures are basically her standing next to him, but he's looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it got to a point where she was like, She's like, I a red carpet boy I eat and I'm like I was talking to Gio at the time and I was like I'll be right back because I need to go make sure my mother does not get arrested. Like, I just have to go make sure this doesn't happen. Imagine if
3: we were watching the news later. It's
2: like, local woman. No, Jose was like, tú te que tu mamá winds up on Only in date. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. no. I do not want that to happen for me. But, um, no, it was just really cool. I mean, you know, he's one of these people who, you know, he looks great. I didn't realize how tall he was. Yeah, he's tall. But, like, crazy tall. Yeah, and then the thing is that Lisette's very short, so yeah. he looks taller. You know, Lissette, his wife, you know, we all know Lissette. Oh, well, yeah. Well, she only goes by her first name. Yeah. <laughs> you Is know? she Lissette Chirino? Like, I'm I mean, legally, that. I guess. <laughs> you know, like if I were to say Cher, like right. I don't know her, but it's What's Cher. What's Cher's last name? I don't know. Does she have one? Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. See, my mind goes to Horowitz, but that's from Clueless. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
3: Okay, so so your mom was fangirling. So my mom
2: was totally fangirling, but um, but it was just it was a nice event, you know. There was a lot of people there. Um, there was uh, you know, again, uh, Gio from Chat was there. Ruben Rabasa was there. Um, Javier Romero, just a bunch of really, it was just really cool, and it's one of those events that is is such a Miami event, mm-hmm. right? Because. Even though he's global, even though he's, you know, his music is known across the world, there's something about him that it's just, we feel like an ownership.
3: Yeah, it's sort of like with Gloria. But like with Gloria, but, but, in it's
2: a, like, but in a different way.
3: Well, because I think that Willy Chirino is more because like- Because he sings oh, in Spanish. Yes, and right. he's more like OG in the sense that he didn't really do pop music, you know, which Gloria Estefan right. did. Right. Um, he did, you know, salsa. Yeah, so it's like OG, yeah. OG. Yeah, yeah,
2: and I I keep forgetting it. he's Pedro Pang.
3: Yeah, you know it's funny that um, <clears throat> so, ya viene llegando. Yeah, e, when that song came out, we were kids, and I have to we be were honest. in middle school. Yeah, I have to make be honest. I didn't like it because I didn't. You know, I was like were 12, 12, Also going through your rebellious. I hate uh, everything Cuban face, right? Right, but I, you know, when you're, 11, you can't appreciate when it. you're ten or eleven. You're, you're not necessarily jamming to the latest salsa songs, right? It doesn't matter who you are. That's not the type of music that you're right, right, generally in, right. right? And and then a song like that, and that, and uh, the song kind of annoyed me because that song when it came out, it was just so. It was, since it was so relevant, it was on over and over and over again, at least here locally. So I was like, oh my God, not that song again. I used to hate the break where we're going to Libno Nacional. But I have to tell you that now as an adult and now who, somebody who has a different perspective of this and, and, you know, and Mm -hmm. all that, I hear that song and I get goosebumps. Like I get goosebumps. Like I really, really do. And now because the song (laughs) is over 30 years old. Yeah. It, it, it like now it has a different meaning than it's mm-hmm. even sadder now. Right. Because when that song came out, you ha- it was very hopeful. It was like it's it's around the corner. Que viene it's coming. Right. It's mm-hmm. coming. And it's only a matter of time. And, and now
2: here we are after Castro's death. Yes. And, and we're still in the same and place. And the song
3: is 30 some years old. Right. And like, you know, <laughs> so we're kind of still stuck. No, we are we're, stuck. We're in the running butt. in place. Yeah. 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 So it, now it's like, nostalgic but like really sad at the same time melancholic yes that it's still no yeah no you know yeah
2: so it's funny because i don't think of him as a songwriter i totally forget that he is a songwriter though yeah and and i was like oh yeah you know that's just one of those things that like again i don't know if it's because maybe you having grown up in this country you know we are geared more towards, like you said, pop music, right? Mm-hmm. So when I think of, you know, singer-songwriter, which again, congrats to Gloria Stefan for being the first uh, Latina inductee into the Songwriter Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always think of Spanish, not Spanish singers, but like salsa singers as singer songwriters. I always think of them as singers. Because I think, singer. I
3: think that salsa music, correct me if I'm wrong and somebody may think differently. I think that when you listen to a salsa song, the music and the beat and the rhythm is what captures you. It's not so much the lyrics, the lyrics. Right. Unless it's like devora me otra vez, you know. <laughs> oh well, I mean, well, I mean, me otra vez is like another category, you know. I, what mean, I mean, you're telling somebody to devour you again. Yeah, <laughs> I love that meme that came out. That I, I've seen it already a bunch of times of this girl. You know, you can tell she's in her early twenties. That she's like. My mom gives me crap for listening to the lyrics <laughs> oh, of Bad Bunny. Yes, yes. And then you know she she puts on the screen the lyrics to "De Ora Me and her mom is like jamming in the car to that song. And I'm like, yeah, the, the lyrics of that song are pretty. They're up there. Yeah, they're they're pretty bad. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 great. No, that was a great event. That was a great event. Glad you were able to
2: go. Yeah, so, I'm happy I took my mom. To yeah. It.
3: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. New year, new resolutions. Lose weight, improve your finances, try new hobbies. But what about resolving to improve your mental health? I mean, improving those other resolutions will probably go better if you start with your mental well-being. And BetterHelp can guide you on that path. A customized online therapy provider, BetterHelp has options via phone, video, text, or even live sessions with a certified therapist, all on your time. BetterHelp matches you with a therapist in under 48 hours, based on your needs, helping you better understand yourself. And as a special offer for Pero Let Me Tell You listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash Pero, again, betterhelp.com slash pero. It's already more affordable than in-person therapy, and now you can save on your first month. We should start the new year improving ourselves, and BetterHelp can help you take the first step on that path. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot slash pero. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Your mom... So, you know, we always talk about my dad, my parents on Pero Let Me Tell You. But your mom, I feel, needs more attention. So, listen. (laughs) I think that one day we should have a bonus episode of just your mom. Telling stories. Telling stories. His mom is the type of storyteller that you're like, wait, wait, what happened next? Like, I don't think she intends to be. It's not a thing that she's. Right, right the greatest greatest story ever and again we should have her on the show as a bonus episode so she could just tell many years ago they went to new york it's just went to new york with his mom his sister and his grandparents the story of his mom saying Th- about their trip, about los viejos. Que esto es sandwich. They, it's sandwich. The, was it the cat's deli or whatever? It was
2: one of the uh, big... Uh, <laughs> Carnegie deli
3: or something. Right. Yeah, what what one some, of the big right, delis. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. big, you know, deli. World famous. You know, Um, that they had, what, a, like a pastrami sandwich. They that,
2: got Yeah, but the thing was that it was open-faced. <laughs> right. Like right. they are because they're about, you know, 25 <laughs> head. feet tall. Right. Yeah. And my grandmother, who, mind you, my grandmother doesn't even like sandwiches. <laughs> right? So this is not like a sandwich <laughs> expert. Right. You know, it comes and she's like, no, si sandwich? Yeah. No, no, no sandwich. <laughs> Mind you, it's like, you know, Katz's or Carnegie. Like it's, it's you know, they're kind of world right. renowned, but I love, like, I love your mom. I
3: love your mom saying that story because it's so like detailed and like you're like engaging.
2: Like I, I was like, I really wanted to know what was going on with the sandwich and like them. Wa- it, was, it was great. We should yeah. have her So, oh, um, if, if, if only to tell every story from that trip, especially my grandfather and the cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so bueno, in our time off, a few things
3: have happened. Yes. So one of the things that I don't think we talked about, I think this was kind of unraveling at the end of our last season, at the end of the year, but it kind of took a full... <laughs> and then we were off, and yes. you know, and, and it, was, okay. it was Christmas. Isn't this George Santos
2: thing? <gasps> it's wonderful. It's like delicious. It's like a buffet. It's been a while since we've had something that is... You know what? A, a fun current event. You know because there's nothing malicious going on here. You know what I mean? In, in the sense that, like, nobody's... Well, there kind of well, is. Well, but nobody's but... getting hurt. Well, yeah, because you're not in his district. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no, no, but you know what I mean. Like, Well, yes, he didn't kill anyone. Right, well, right. that we know of. <laughs> right, that we know. Well, I don't... I, well,
3: who knows at this point? Okay, it's just... <laughs> The, the thing about the George Santos trajectory, and I, at this point in time, I don't need to introduce this. Everybody knows what's going on with George Santos. I, I don't hope, have to be like I hope listeners, you know, yeah. for those of you who don't know. Right. like It's just when you think it, it's like, okay, it can't get any worse. You're at
2: bottom. Right. There's like, more bottom. No,
3: it's like, okay, so now he was a drag queen. <laughs> I don't know why. I think his drag queen, it's not. His drag queen name is Chelsea La Femme.
2: <laughs> Where the hell did you pull that <laughs> from? the name <laughs> No, I know, but why do you. <laughs> He's not even French. He's <laughs> no,
3: Brazilian. I know, but. I- <laughs> well, it's not like this is supposed to make sense. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair but enough. But I just Touché. think that, like, it's. It, because, look, it. A lot of people lie about their. You know,
2: uh, a lot of people exaggerate their accomplishments,
3: right? But uh, you know, especially when it comes down to like their work experience and like right. their we've you know, all embellished our resume, e- right. experience. But he just like that was like, oh, okay, no. he, hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. he fabricated a whole cloth. Right. It's like I'm fabricating an entire experience, Like right. <laughs> You know, and you know the whole thing now he, that he killed his mother on nine. His <laughs> mom died in nine eleven, <laughs> but, but she and didn't. then he's
2: not even consistent about it, right? Like Judge Judy says, if you are not a liar, then you don't have to worry about telling the you know come eh uh, then you don't have to worry about getting about telling the truth because yeah. you don't have to remember anything, right? You don't right. have to remember, right? But, but but again, like you would think that somebody
3: that ran for office get your story w- straight, mm-hmm. right? Right? Because I mean, look, I I, I work in politics, and the. He he was running for a pretty big congressional district, so I imagine that he had a consultant. Do it And usually, when you hire a consultant, you there's a vetting process, right? In terms of like what's out there about you. Let's clean up your social media. Right. Let's get these things deleted. Let me know ahead of
2: time or, or, what are the what, controversies. Right? right. So
3: I would like to think that he had a political consultant. Most campaigns do, but then again, maybe he didn't. Right. Um, <clears throat> but the thing with him is just that it. It's like all these twists and turns, you know, like I, when the whole th- drag queen thing came out, I was like, no, they, they photoshopped that image. But then he said that, no, that he had fun doing performances like that, like, or, you know, in, in his youth or, or whatever, or something like that. And then. I'm not sure if he really is gay or he's not. Um, not that, that that's the least of the, the at this point, the least, but then, you know, the whole thing of, um, that he opened up a nonprofit for cats for abuse. Yes. I didn't and, know this and one. And he didn't take, the, he, uh, uh, he didn't use the money for the cats to like save the cat. Yeah. It's like save
2: the cats. Do you think that he wanted to open a nonprofit for like the musical cats? <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> um, and then it's just the
3: $700,000 campaign finances that he allegedly loaned to himself, which you can't do that, okay, if you do it, but then but you have to claim it, you have to, but then his taxes in his taxes he only made like 50 grand. So, how did he loan himself $700,000? It's just one of these things that I, I look. I, I feel two ways about it, because on the one hand, it's, among all the other things, it, they're laughing at not only a democracy, but at the establishment that is, you know, government. And, right. and, you know, at the end of the day, we could say wherever whatever we want politically, and there may be a lot of characters right now. As elected officials in-, in um, mm-hmm. Who are batshit in, crazy. Yes. But at the end of the day, I would like to think that being serving your country and being an elected member of Congress is something that is prestigious and it's of higher service and you're doing something for your constituents. Right? I, I would like to still think that. And this is, a, this is making a mockery of the system that this man could just go in there and like completely make up all this stuff and win. Because he didn't embellish he created he completely right completely and then you know the whole thing with him being jewish oh yeah that was right great. when i meant jewish that was great though i'm gonna, uh, get, uh, I'm gonna no, give him credit know, for that one that was creative he's like i never said i was jewish i said it was jewish <laughs> right because you know when we take our dna test you know we all have a little <laughs> you know, a little ashkenazi you know, somewhere. In, Yeah. that's yeah, yeah. right <laughs> even if it's a 0.02 right that's what he meant i'm a little jewish
2: i'm like really <laughs> really okay all right um uh, he likes locks on his on his bagel that's what he yeah. meant so
3: yeah it's making a mockery and if you're in his in his district i mean this man can't get anything done but on the other hand you know the way that things have been politically recently that it's so like you know murder each other and like so right this is sort of like that's what a, i mean in a way like Refreshing That's what I mean Like this a is a fun Way Like Really Like okay <laughs> It's
2: something we can All laugh at collectively I mean, it's,
3: Right it's no interaction
2: <laughs> Right <laughs> like, And that's the bar <laughs> That's the bar now I kids I guess I guess But
3: yeah George Santos Well uh, I mean maybe he'll be Time Magazine's man of the year Like, <laughs>
2: Well he probably is already In his mind <laughs> Well I'm surprised he hasn't Just said that he found Some classified documents In his garage too
3: mm. At know. this
2: point, I, I, there might be some in this room. Yeah, he probably knows where Amelia Earhart is. <laughs> he probably interviewed her. He is the Lindbergh baby.
3: He is. <laughs> he is. He knows what's in the box that Yolanda's Yo- oh,
2: Okay, that I want to explore with him. Because what if he does? Yeah, and he knows the whole... <laughs> unlock the whole mystery of Selena. Okay, yeah. you know what? Let's ask about that one, though. Yeah. Yeah. So... you know, Important things, damn it. Important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of important things... Uh, this is a, this is one of those stories that's just bizarre, but I like it and I'm going to go with it. So I don't know if you've heard about this story or not. Did you hear, um, I think it happened like this week or last week recently. There was a pastor, I think it was a pastor, pastor, priest, some holy man, as it were, mm-hmm. who, you know, claimed that he had a near death experience. Mm-hmm. And that when he died, he, you know, unfortunately wound up going to hell. <laughs> And that when he was in hell, so he literally went to hell and back. He went to hell and back, and he says that in hell, in hell, the demons were singing to torture people. Don't worry, be happy, and Rihanna's umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is this is this is satire. <laughs> I wish that it were. This is again, whether it really happened or not. Good luck proving it, but this is what he has said: that there were, d de- and that you know, okay. Because see, the <laughs> "Don't worry, be happy." I see the
3: irony of that, right? <laughs> right, right? of you getting to hell? And, and they like, "Don't worry, no, be, or... be happy." Right? Right? No, 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 no. I hear
2: the original. <laughs> oh version. no, no, because he said it was the demons singing it, like in in like demonic voices. Oh yes. Okay,
3: I could see the irony of that one. Of that one, right? Umbrella is the one but I guess Umbrella because I always I've always thought that Umbrella has a bit of a it has a bit of a haunting melody right which
2: is why we like the Mandy Moore version
3: yeah and so I could see I, I could see if a chorus of demons were singing <laughs> umbrella <laughs> ella
2: ella ella hey. <laughs> You're making shit up at this <laughs> I point. I wish that I were. I swear to God,
3: <laughs> you're lying. <laughs>
2: I'm so not like th- listeners. This is a story that made the rounds. This I Where's even- he from? Is he from Florida? I, you know what? That's a good question. You I know, because don't. Everything know. starts with Florida. Everything man. does start with Florida, man. But I, I, I don't. I, I don't know about that one. It, but, but yeah, I, I think I even saw it was like on EW. Um, oh, well,
3: that's a credible source.
2: <laughs> well, it's not like it was, you know. Bright Bart. Well, that's he's probably <coughs> gonna have a spin-off of you know some reality show. <laughs> but I thought it was great. I was like, wait, that's what they're playing in hell? Here we go. Pastor says he went to hell and heard demons torturing sinners with Rihanna's umbrella. He was a Texas pastor.
3: Oh, McCarty. Oh, I got it.
2: Um oh, they were also reciting lyrics to Bob Marley and Jasmine Sullivan tunes. I don't know who Jasmine Sullivan is. For
3: a minute, I thought you were gonna say Jasmine, Jasmine Guy. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, because Jasmine Guy had like an album that I oh wait. This isn't even recent. He he had the journey to to hell in 2016. Oh, but he's talking about it now.
3: Did he write a book? <laughs>
2: uh he was he was on uh he was he shared a video on a social media site. He said that it occurred after his spirit left his body and traveled to the center of the earth because that's where hell is. Right. Um in the core. In the – well, it's the hottest place. Um, There he was treated to the perks of the fiery abyss, including what can only be described as a performance art piece involving a man, burned from head to toe, being dog-walked by a demon holding a chain. So think of like a more crispy version of when the Spice Girls did holler. Then, pardon the pun, all hell broke loose. Um, There's a section in hell where music was playing. It was the same music we hear on Earth, but as opposed to entertainers – The music, demons were singing it. It was some of the same lyrics we hear here. Okay, so do we know what his near-death
3: experience was? Maybe he was just having a really bad case of indigestion. It was...
2: (laughs) I don't know, but yeah... Every lyric to every song is to torment you to, as to the fact that you didn't worship God through music when you were on earth. You had a chance to worship him in church and at home and through okay. music, but you chose to worship Satan. Okay, let, let's move right along. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually going to ask you, like, if this is true, what would be playing in your version of hell? Like, what mu- that, I, I brought it up because I wanted to ask that. Like, what song would be just on repeat in hell The song for you? in
3: this world that I hate the most is Will You Be My Bodyguard. By <laughs> by Paul Simon and Chevy Chase. Well, he, Chevy Chase is in the, in the I, video. Like, I just, I, yeah, like I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about it because now I'm going to think of the song. <laughs> I'm thinking of the song right now, and I'm torturing myself because I hate that. Not only do I because there's songs that I don't like, but that song is particularly
2: annoying and it gets me upset. And so, do you know, but do you know what that song is about? I don't care. <laughs> that song is about apartheid.
3: Oh, now you make me feel like a whore. It is? Yeah. (laughs) That song is about apartheid? Yep. Just like Fragile by Sting is about Pinochet? Like, (laughs) that song is about apartheid? Yeah. So Paul Simon could have written this meaningful, like, haunting, beautiful melody, and instead he wrote, Will You Be My Bodyguard? (laughs) Yep. Well, it's about ending apartheid.
2: Correct, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Paul Simon's pro-apartheid. And... (laughs)
3: He's singing a song about apartheid and he has Chevy Chase in the video sitting next to him doing all types of silly things. No, no, (laughs) I still don't. No, 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 that song is awful. Don't tell me that that song is good. I just don't think of that song one way or the other. Oh, I do. <laughs> I felt that that song back in the 90s when VH1 would have, you know, oh yeah. It was constantly like the top 100 videos, the top the, the, every time there would be like a it marathon was, of videos yeah.
2: somehow. It was it wasn't a countdown.
3: It was yes, and I'm like this is like the worst song ever. Like why is the, why do I hear this song if it's so bad? And here we are talking
2: about it on the premiere episode of season 6. Yes, yes. <laughs> For me it would be literally anything by Bob Dylan. Oh. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's already sung by a demon. Oh, I mean, a lot of people are probably mad at you right now, but <laughs> you know what? Come at me, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I stand by my statements. <laughs> so,
3: so some I'm years multi-com. ago, during during the college years, <laughs> there's <laughs> a story that I love of, of Ish that he told me he went on somewhere like a mini road trip with some some colleagues of him from the <laughs> U.M., and he's like the whole trip they were <laughs> they were. <laughs> Listening to, bo- to uh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. I was like, "Mira, you know, what you should have done." I would have. You should have gotten unto- off at Port St. Lucie. We were on seventy-five. Oh man, because I was like, you got off on Port St. Lucie, and I would have gone to pick you up. I would have driven you an hour, an hour and a half to save you, because I would have jumped out of the car. Like oh. I would have opened the door, and you know, man, it was at that moment I realized I am not white. I realize that Bob Dylan is a voice of a generation. I realize that his his lyrics are very meaningful and profound. And I also realize that he's not our shtick. He's not our generation. He's not right, right. our generation. He's not our thing. But that like you, it's one of those things that I don't get. Because there's a lot of music that I don't like, but I understand
2: the appeal. Right? If we're talking about just like his songs, I'll give you that. Like, like, like you said, lyrically or whatever. You can know. tell me, man, tell like this is great. I'm like, you know what? Just, just, just no, 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 no. And at that
3: point that we were in our 20s, it's like, but there's so many. There's such. There's so much good, fun. Good music. To- yes. <laughs> this was in the early 2000s. Yeah. Like,
2: like throw on something from
3: London. Right? <laughs> Anything, anything, <laughs> but not Bob Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> Bob
2: Dylan. Lord, no.
3: <laughs> because you know what, like, you know who? Who I'm not into her, but I totally get. is like Joni Mitchell. But at least she has a pleasant voice. I like. I totally get it. I totally get it. I get how she is so influential. I get it, especially to like women who are songwriters. How like she's sort of like the holy grail. Right. Like I totally get it. You know, I, I've listened to that album um, Indigo, yeah, sure, or whatever what called, Indigo yeah. Blue or whatever. I've listened to it, and and I get it. I get it. I don't have a single Joni Mitchell song on my <laughs> on my iTunes, but I get it. But Bob Dylan, no, 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 no hard pass, no hard (laughs) no way no way jose Nana
2: nina that's all i gotta say about that so what else is going on i you know i'm just trying to think like what else has been going on uh let me see let me see let me see let me think oh this is what happens when you and i go away for a while we have so many we have all these topics so we have to like download again in our head all right so while we were out uh you know beacon of positivity lizzo Mm -hmm. um she (laughs) she really is i mean love or hate her she's a beacon of positivity you you know what if you want to
3: love lizzo even more the interview they did of her it's i think it's like a couple of years old on cbs sunday morning
2: oh we're back drink The first (laughs) reference of the The season.
3: season. (laughs) It is great because she goes back to her high school. Uh And, and you know, I've said that about her. Even if you don't care for her songs, she's so positive and she's so like, just, uh, you know, the same way that. Chumedia's comforting, you know? <laughs> that's so a warmness that you feel. So is feel. Lizzo. Like yeah. Lizzo gives you like a warm feeling like, you know, the world is going to be okay. Oh, humanity isn't lost after all. Like,
2: and and that's a great transition. Yeah, that,
3: that's a lot of weight to
2: put on Lizzo's that's, shoulders. That's a good, but, you know. But, you know, she plays Sasha Fierce. And so if she can handle that, yeah. she can handle yeah. anything. But she was saying um, earlier this month on Twitter that, you know, culture uh, cancel culture has become uh, as quote unquote become trendy misused and misdirected and she hopes we will all phase out of this and focus on what's really going on in the world um you know she went on to say she's like this may be a random time to say this but it's on my heart cancel culture is appropriation that was real outrage from truly marginalized people and now it's become trendy misused and misdirected um you know, I don't want people to be canceled. I want people to be held accountable mm-hmm. and to receive consequences according to the bad action or crime that they did. So I, I thought that was great because it's kind of something you and I have been saying. I mean, maybe not yeah. as articulately as she yeah. as she did. Um, but I don't think it's something new to us. Yeah. You know, where late, late, every time somebody says something, quote unquote, incorrect, it's like, you suck You're canceled, I want you dead. Yeah. As I opposed to like, wait, why are you saying I, that? I, I what feel, do you I mean, be I, Because lovers. I think that
3: what's happened with all these commentaries is that it, it, it's it's black, black and white. Right. And and, and it, it isn't. There's a spectrum of things. If you misspoke, if you said something that was insensitive, that's one thing. If you go all Kanye West, you know <laughs> that's, another, that's thing. another thing. That's right. a completely different It's issue. one thing
2: to be on a live TV show
3: in the middle of an interview and say pata, something that
2: mete la pata. Right.
3: Right. And if you're gracious about it and you apologize and it's a teaching moment and a learning moment, you know, we we all make mistakes. You know, that's how I felt ahora recently with this whole thing with Gwen Stefani oh, and cultural and, appropriation. Yes, yes, yes. You know, she said, you know.
2: I, I still have a hard time in terms of Finding the line between cultural appreciation and appropriation. So okay, so
3: let's deconstruct on a personal. Let's level. deconstruct the whole Gwen Stefani <laughs> thing. When what the reason why she came out on the news, and this ties into what Lizzo said about Kanto culture in the news a couple of weeks ago was because she did an, an interview with Allure magazine where she said, I'm Japanese. When I read that, and I read the whole article, okay, she was. She said, "I'm Japanese. I'm a California girl. I'm something else. She. I'm Br- I'm from London. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that." I to me, when I read that, it was pretty clear that I th- to me, I think what, what she meant was the way you know wh- when you, you go somewhere or you you discover something mm-hmm. and you have an affinity with it and 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 you love it, you're like, oh my god, I'm totally this, this. is who I am. This right. is who, like I'm totally <laughs> right. this right. So I that doesn't always come out come through in, in, in an interview especially in or in print. context, especially with her, that she does have a, a history of cultural appropriation. And I'll tell you why I do think that Gwen Stefani, it is cultural appropriation. Okay. And you and I had had this – I don't know if we've had this conversation on the podcast. We haven't. But we certainly – in reference to Gwen Stefani, we certainly, I know, did have it before – when she came out with her solo album, Love Angel Music yeah. Baby, it was fun. It was cute and all that. It was that. all Harajuku, right? But if you really stop, really stop to look at it, she was using those girls as an accessory. She was. Okay. That's fair. Right. And I know that it was like a cute image and it was like the shtick, you know, Love right, Angel right, right, Music right. Baby, you know,
2: like, I, I, like I, I get what she was going to going through in terms of an aesthetic. She was essentially. This may not be a apples-to-apples a apples comparison, but it was like when Prince had, you know, Diamond and Pearl. No,
3: because D- Diamond and Pearl, he wasn't necessarily... It wasn't a cultural appropriation thing and they were singers. Right, right. But I think in her mind, she well, was, she was maybe going and, you know, for and something you, along even, that line. Even the, the lyrics to Rich Girl, eh, something Harishuku girls, I'd dress them wicked. I'd give them names. Love, angel, music, baby. Come. <laughs> right, so right. it's like she's sort of trivializing. Reducing like, them to a prop. Right, to a prop. Right, right. So I get why, you know, okay, if I was Asian, I'd be like, okay, I'm not. You know, my
2: culture is
3: not my culture is not your
2: costume, as, it, as it, for like a Halloween. It,
3: it, not only is it not your costume, but it, it's not something that's so like trivial and like. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? A, a disposable that you mm-hmm. can just be like, oh, you know, these little Japanese girls and I'm going to name them, you know, like, right, li- right. like if they were little dolls. Right. So I can understand how that guy mal because we as Cubans, when we see people doing like a bad Cuban accent right. or like, you know, represent Cubans as drug dealers, we are the first ones that we lose our shit, right. you know, that we're like, but well, what is that? And, right, right, you know, right, they right. need to do their research and all that. So I get what the what the criticism is. Right. I get it, and I understand that that's very sensitive. Do I think she should be canceled? No. Do I think that they, you know, Gwen Stefani should disappear? No. I don't think, and I think that that's where the the the, the, the what Lizzo is saying is: should she be called out on it? Yeah, she should be told, hey, Gwen, you know, that was love cool. your love your music, you know, right. and all that. But you know, maybe you shouldn't use somebody's culture as a prop. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think there's ways that you, even if it's a different culture than yours, that you, if you like and you feel. You feel some kinship for it, that you can, there, there's a fine, there's a, a middle ground where
2: you can, it, there's a way to pay homage. Without, right.
3: Right. Where you could pay homage and, you know, kind of, you know, you want to dress like it or do your hair like it without it being made into like a character because those were characters. Well they were, yeah. yeah. They there was I mean they were. Yeah. Like he and she named them. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they were cute names, but yeah. she named and them. And right? she made perfumes about them. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: As my mother once said, Chukuchuku Girl I'm like, Harajuku Girl? And she's yeah. like, C C S M E Yeah.
3: And then you know it, it, the thing with culture appropriation, it's 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 very complicated and very layered because then there's other times that like you and i have also had this conversation like you know a lot of times madonna gets shit for cultural appropriation you know that for example vogue that vogue was ballroom culture culture specifically with like you know gay latin right you know latin and and black and and latin and black men from like the 80s and early 90s and all that Yes, Madonna was not a black or Latin <laughs> gay, man. gay man. Gay man. I mean,
2: well, the jury's
3: out on whether she's a gay man. I don't right. know. But <laughs> at the same time, she did bring to the forefront in a very big way a a dance. And in in a way, a culture that mainstream America and the world did not know. And she didn't take credit for it because she put those dancers front, uh, center. front and center. Like these are, I learned from them. And when people would ask her, where did it come from? She would say like, and look, this is from the ballroom scene. And she put them in her videos and she took them on tour with right. them. Like, so a case like that. It's like, okay, yes, she took something that's that was gray area. She took something that wasn't originally hers and she made it into something big and she profited from it. But I feel that in a case like her, mm-hmm. she gave credit to the people that did it, and she never took credit for like, oh, I invented this. Like right. I'm the one who did Vogue. <laughs> like, right. You know, so
2: so th- that's why I That always... was George Santos. Jo- yes. That was George that George Santos created Vogue. Yes. yes. Vogue Vogue, Vogue, what? Vogue. as the right. Kitara Revanch. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes.
3: So that's the type of thing that it's like okay, is it cultural appropriation though? When obviously in a negative way, when you take something that is not mainstream and you bring it to the mainstream, mm-hmm. and people discover it and they enjoy it, and you don't take credit for it, right? Because you have a platform, you know. At that right. time, she was like the biggest star in the world, right? So it, it, I feel that the, the whole thing with cultural appropriation—it's very layered.
2: It's it's it, it's it's very complex. That's what I'm saying. There's a, for me, it, it's it, it's a it's a moving line you yeah. know you i don't i feel like there's not like a hard line of this is it and this isn't it and a lot of it i think also comes down to which you've said a lot of times it comes down to intent and context right you know it, it, to, to what you were just saying where it's like if your goal here is to like expose people to this thing that is so you know cool and look these are my friends and look you guys, mm-hmm. no it's it's you guys but i want people to learn about mm-hmm. it that's different than yeah, i, I mean, created i, I this. think that the intent is
3: it's not bad, but you know, the road. I was going to say the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but now, after the story previously. Yeah, it's paved with umbrella. With umbrella. <laughs> 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 or in my case, Paul Simon. Paul Simon.
2: See,
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, you now the song is stuck in my head. Dun, 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 dun. I'm pretty sure it's stuck dun, in most of our dun, listeners' heads. Now I can't get it out of my head. Okay, let's get that in my la, head. La la la. That's a much better song to get stuck in. I your head. want her rose. What? Kylie's rosé is really good. Okay, when you said that, I thought her Rosario. I don't know why I thought Rosario. But I said rosé. But I thought of a rosary. <laughs> okay, it's been a long day. I
2: don't think I'm going to pray with a Kylie Minogue rosary. Weirder things have happened. I mean, it'd be cute. Weird. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Bueno. it's thir- We're thirsty. We are thirsty. And you know what? New year. Little tweaks abound. So we are now going to be handing out No Longer the Last Soda of the Desert. But the last jupiña. We're
3: going to go back to basics. We're because that's go, what we yes. used to say in our first couple of seasons. Yes. Us
2: and Cristina Aguilera. <laughs> We're going back to basics. <laughs>
3: Wait. I was like, when did Cristina Aguilera drink jupiña?
2: You don't know. Maybe she loves it every time she was here, you know. So probably. Like, ah! Listen, when she was recording her Spanish album with Rudy, maybe he gave her yes, jupiña. Yes. We don't know. Yes. So, you want to you have your first jupiña first? I do want to have my first jupiña first. So i'm gonna give my my last hoopia um to somebody that you and I both love and adore um and that's not the reason though that I'm gonna give her the last uh jupinha. It's gonna go to melanie C whoa. Yes. So uh, Melanie C, Sporty Spice, Spice Girl. I recently read her 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 autobiography. And, you know, in it, she talks a lot about her growth and, and this and that. But she does touch on a lot of, you know, how much the LGBT fans mean to her. And, you know, she, she's done a lot of things recently with uh, Saint the Pink, which is a queer collective, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that's great, right? Because you always hear about all these artists who are always very like, oh, I'm an ally. I'm a this. I'm a that. You know, and I, and I believe them. But sometimes you, it helps when you see them put their money where their mouth is, and she did just that. Um, she was supposed to play for oh, New yes. Year's Eve. Poland. She was she was supposed to play a concert in Poland. And she posted on her Instagram, um, that she, and it was like at the last minute. I think it was maybe like a week before New Year's Eve. No, I think it was like like a couple of days before. But most a week. I heard it in the news. Yeah. She said, you know, um, it's just been brought to my attention that there are certain, you know, things happening in Poland that are affecting my, my LGBTQ fans. And as somebody who has always felt, you know, a kinship with that community and as a staunch ally, I cannot in good conscience go and perform in that country. And, you know, I thought that was very big of her because, So many times now, you know, these artists artists celebrities etc claim to be about x and then they'll go and do something that seems completely just like but wait that seems a little how just i'm not gonna name names a major major major
3: recording artist just sang in dubai which is known for uh,
2: all of their all of their human rights you know yeah, violations, violations specifically against lgbt people right. so you know right and so you know and you can make the argument of like you know oh well she's not that big of a name anymore blah 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 blah, blah. and i'm like yeah but you know what i would counter with You're right, she's not that big of a name anymore, so she probably... I mean, look, the Spice Girls are not hurting for money. The merchandising alone has made them gajillionaires ten times she over. Is,
3: she's not as big as a name as Beyonce, but she still but, has a, an enormous following. But you know what?
2: And she's somebody that would. But the, but the money would hurt her more than a Beyonce, right? But the thing. So for her to say no, it, it's going to hurt. Her, what I mean is that it's going to hurt her bank account more than it was going to hurt, like a Madonna,
3: right? I mean, she's not hurting for money either. I don't know. But um, <laughs> but she still is. You know, the time any Spice Girl does anything yeah. big or small, it's still something that's newsworthy because they're they're. Very well known, even yeah. if you know they're, they're pop not, culture icons. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I read when that happened, and um, yeah, kudos for her for walking the walk and for talking the talk and walking the walk, yeah. so, walking the walk. Because I, I sometimes hear of like different singers and celebrities, well, specifically singers that go do private concerts so for, for like all people. these old Saudi princes, yeah, and, and for you know, all these Russian like oligarchs, yeah, and, and I'm like. I mean I know at the end of the day you have to make a living and and you know sometimes it's it's very hard to and just even as a regular person yeah. whether you're buying this or buying that or eating here or eating there to like be like <laughs> okay I'm only going to yeah to, here and not there yeah right it's very hard because if I think if you search hard enough you could find fault with everything fault with everything to a certain extent if you look hard enough so it's hard but there's some things that are a lot more overt and and you know so good for her so well my last hoping uh, goes to and this is something that's very important um so if you're a local especially uh listen up um the Coconut Grove Playhouse, which is iconic and it's a, it's a uh, the national uh registry of, of historic places. <laughs> and um Velia Martinez, Adela from uh, Can uh I see you see? It had a huge uh career there among many, many, many uh people. It they've actually signed a um a petition for demolition. Oh, it's it's going through? Well they signed they they applied for one. Okay. For a permit, excuse me, for demolition. And, you know, uh, something they always say about Miami is that, well, if you compare Miami to, like, New York, you know, there's, like, no history because we're a new city. Yeah, but how are you going to get your city, your history, if you keep demolishing
2: everything? To borrow a little bit, because you mentioned Joni Mitchell, you know, pave paradise and put a parking put lot.
3: Parking lot, yeah.
2: And, you know, uh, the
3: the problem with miami and we've talked about this so many times is that developers developers here have so much power and you know there there's developers behind this so it's important that people understand that, you know, I, I'm the first one that I love a brand new shiny store, right? We all like shiny new things, right? Of I do. And I'm not one of these people that's like, don't build anything, you know, right. but there has to be a balance and there's certain things that have to be preserved because they make up the fabric of, of your city, but of the culture, you know, and, and coconut grove, in general, there's so much history there. Yeah. So much history from arts to like, you know, black history, like so many Bahamian yeah. um, Americans that live there that there's just so much history in Coconut Grove and you can't get rid of of these landmarks because... They are what define a a city, a place, a culture. Mm-hmm. So I invite people to go to the to www dot save the coconut grove playhouse dot com. There's also a Facebook page and look into this. Is there an Instagram? Um, Only because we we tend to post things on insta I don't know if there is an Instagram um <laughs> but we'll we'll look for it and we'll we'll But we'll link. but there but it is out there because it's so important that that these things are saved. So I just wanted to use our little platform to let our listeners especially the listeners that are down here know what's going on because this is I mean it's just tragic that they tear that down to build, you know, a generic you know mixed Mix, retail mi- uh-huh. you
2: took the words out of my mixed mouth mixed
3: retail 10 apartments a parking lot right. you know and then you know an expensive generic restaurant in the bottom yeah you know
2: we, we we don't need another organic supermarket
3: yeah i mean not even that but it's just yeah we don't need another place that sells 40 salads right you know <laughs> so so check that out everybody so we bueno? That is the end of, I would say, of episode one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, we're not going back. Well, I mean, oh, my God. Our our episode one was, like, before the pandemic.
2: It was BP. (laughs) Before pandemic. When people tell me that they've gone back and listened, I apologize. You
3: know, I don't think our shows <laughs> from our first season were bad in content. No, 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 no. But the I first five
2: quality-wise, right? Like quality. I wise. don't
3: think they were bad in content and right. the way that you and I spoke and all that. But yes, yeah, so the audio wasn't all there. <laughs> 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 it was like you know it, it felt like we were talking in a storm <laughs> like you're being kind right but you got to start somewhere absolutely you know so absolutely better win them. thank you so much everybody for joining us thank you for you know being back we're happy to be back yes. we have a lot of things this year again coming up so thank yeah. you thank actually you, thank you know everyone.
2: what i'm just gonna say i mean Bean Pump boyo this year is is taking off we've yes. got like i mean keep checking guys because we've got a hell of a lot of pop-ups and I'm just going to say it. I don't know if we said it last year, but, I mean, it's officially official. We're going to be at Sobe Wine and Food Fest.
3: We are going to be at Sobe Wine and Food Fest, which is a very big food festival. It's very prestigious, and we were invited, and we're kind of freaking out about it. (laughs) I think that's why I keep saying it out loud. Yes. We're kind of freaking out about it because I'm a perfectionist, and I'm going to be like, Inspectioning cada alita de pollo con una lupa and <laughs> be like, the, the crisp is not crisp enough. Yeah. And you're going to be telling me, grind it out. And we are like, gonna-
2: <laughs> we've got people waiting. <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> But anyway So yes Check also Pink Pampollo out I don't know why I feel like Ana Navarro Is going to be there And she's going to be upset She just uh,
3: to wait Yes <laughs> Oh and we're going to have We're going to have some specials For Super Bowl oh, For Pink right. Pampollo yes, yes So you yes. know
2: and, and we're we're doing that With Burger Beast Yes As well So, so burgers and wings Super Bowl I mean yeah. hello So anyway well, bueno, everybody Thank you so much Have a great weekend Remember to
3: grab your pastelito Your croqueta And your jupina. And thank you for joining us So much everybody
2: Have a great weekend Cuídense mi gente Bye Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismailiano, Produced by Ismailiano, And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.